We'll do a review of Lakutis Sichas Chelik Yud, the second Sicha in the Parshas of Ayetze. This is a Rashi Sicha in which uh, the Rebbe bases himself on the Pasik of the first birth of Leah, and she named him Ruvain. And Rashi's commentary over there, but this Sicha. Uh, the Rebbe is also going to explain why Rashi chooses to explain this Pasuk when it doesn't seem like the Pasuk needs any explanation at all. And Rashi brings down from Rabbi Seinu Pirshu. The Rebbe is going to explain that it's not a different interpretation than the Pasuk, but rather it flows with the interpretation of the Pasuk. The Rebbe is going to ask several questions and going to come up with a very beautiful explanation to explain to us how uh, Rashi's uh, words over here, everything is precise and it fits very well in together with the Pasuk. The Rebbe will also discuss the whole idea of names and the difference between the names that were uh, given by the Imohis, by the mothers to the tribes, versus the names given to the uh, fathers uh, that Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov themselves, they were named uh, not by mother, they were named by Kodesh Baruch Hu, and how it also relates to the People, what the name, the significance of a name, and how this in Yenushal Torah that we see that the tribes were not only named for matters how they relate to their mothers, but rather to matters that relate to them themselves later in life, as Rashi explains over here. So let's look inside. Uh, Aleph, Sif Aleph. Bahaposuk in the verse Vatar Leo Vatelet Bain. So Leo becomes pregnant. It's after the marriage of Leah and Rachel to Yaakov. So Leah becomes pregnant and she gives birth to a son. So she calls his name. Leah calls her first son, she calls him Reuven. And now the Pasuk gives the reason why she called him Reuven. Kiamra, for she said, Kiro Hashem Beonyi, Hashem saw my pain. We read before in the parsha that Yaakov loved Leah and I loved Rachel and did not like Leah. So the fact that she gives birth to a son, she says, Hashem has saw my pain, ki ato ishi. Now that I've given birth to him to a son, my husband will love me. So Maitik Rashi, Rashi quotes Vatikro Shemoy Ruven. She called his name Ruven. Rashi quotes from the Pasuk. Umifarish seemingly gives a totally different interpretation what the meaning of the word Ruven. That the Rabbi Seinu Pirshu, Rashi says, our teachers interpreted Amra, what she said was, 
with the name Ruben, Ru Ma Ben Bni Leben Chami. Look the difference between my son, Ru Ben, Rukat my son, and the difference, Ru Ben, the distinction between my son, Leben Chami, to the son of my father in law. Her father in law was Yitzchak, and she was referring to the other son of her father in law. Her husband was Yaakov, and the other son was Esau. So look at the difference between my son and the son of my father-in-law, Esau. That Esau sells the firstborn to Yaakov, as we will read later on in the Parsha. The way we already learned previously in the Parsha, that they were... um, that he sold the Bechayra, that Esau sold the Bechayra to Yaakov, but this, her son Reuben, did not sell his Bechayra to Yosef. And then Rashi adds two more points. First of all, he didn't sell it, unlike Esau who sold it to Yaakov. Yosef, he did not sell to Yosef. But not only did he not sell it, and he didn't complain when it was given to Yosef through Yaakov, Reuven did not argue on it. Not only did he not argue, he tried, he wanted to take him out from the pit. Pasik relates that when he came there, he saw that he wasn't there. And Vaikrabagodov, he wanted to take him out. So here we see the difference between Ruven and Aesop. And that's what it's meant. Batikra Shemoy Ruven. Look at the difference between my son Ruven and my father in law's son Aesop. So this whole Rashi is not understood. First of all, Rashi doesn't have to. A, explain anything. And Rashi actually explains something which goes against what the Pasuk says. The Pasuk gives one reason why she called him Ruven, because she calls it. And Rashi goes and tells you another reason, that Ruven. So what's going on over here? Why does Rashi have to explain this? Why does Rashi say the opposite when it appears in the Pasuk. So we need to understand. Aleph, number one. Rashi, Hedia, Klal, Yisoydi, Bipirushi. Rashi has already told us a fundamental rule in his commentary. And that is, quote, I am not here but to explain the simple meaning of the verse, the literal level of the verse. Hainu, that is, Shekavanosi, Lefarish, Ulevair, that his intent is to explain and articulate rak dover only an item which is not fully understood and clear and clear in the simple meaning of the verses. So the issue we have here, what kind of difficulty is it here? In the simple meaning of the verse, that Rashi needs to explain it. As the Rebbe will explain later on, that the fact, 
just that she gave birth when she was saying that Yehavani Ishi, Ishi is not really sufficient to be sure after Yehavani Ishi just because you gave birth to a son. Specifically, Rashi is bringing down this medrash to supplement the meaning of the Pasuk that a son who is like my son, Reuven, is the one that is going to bring about Yehavani Ishi, my husband loved me. As we'll see, the Rebbe explains. Two, the number two question the Rebbe asks, say to Mizu, more than this, Rashi Rashi explains the reason why we're calling him Reuven is because she said, see what's between my son. So first of all, Rashi didn't need anything to explain. But Rashi then explains why is it called Reuven because she says, this is, goes against the simple meaning of the person. Because over here it says, And she called me Reuven because she says, The Reuven is, that's what the Pasuk says, That's Reuven. So, why does Rashi say something different? Although Rashi's commentary generally speaking is as we'll see later on the details in Rashi is different than the Gemara, the Rebbe will point out. But the general Pirush is sourced in the Gemara. It's rooted in the Gemara. So that doesn't make a difference. How do you do a cloud? We know the rules, that Rashi uses in his Pirush. Rashi repeats many times, as the Rebbe has brought down just before. He's only coming to explain the simple meaning. And also, So Rashi will also use, quoting Rashi, also the a God that, that will settle the words of the Pasik, everything that it should fit in. So that means that there needs to be a need to settle something by And the settling needs to be Alifanov that needs to be on the ways that has to be in the and in the order just like. And in the order of the way we settle. Shalamikra of the Pasik, so that it has to fit in. But here, Rashi is settling it and bringing down a God that doesn't settle the Pasik, it would seem. It actually seems to go against what the Pasik is saying over here. So the first question the Rebbe asks, why does Rashi need to comment anything? And the second question the Rebbe is asking, and when Rashi already comments, he goes against what it says in the Pasik. But the Rebbe will be mechadish, as we mentioned earlier, that this is not a different, but this hint in the Posik, in the Ruvain that Rashi brings down for Rabbi Seinu, supplements the reasoning of the Posik. That how do we know that she said is not just because she had a son, but it's because she has a son like. Reuven, like Reuben ben Bni, 
And that's why she can say, because I gave birth to Ruvain, such a son as the distinction, as we will see later on. So the Rebbe brings down now in those bays that, you know, maybe that the reason why Rashi wants to bring this interpretation of the Medrash is because the whole world, word Ruvain doesn't fit in the drush of the Pasik. Because maybe Mele, the words Ru'u, fit. But then the word uh, Bain uh, doesn't really fit. But the Rebbe is going to bring evidence that, first of all, it fits in the word Ba'anji. And the Rebbe points from other places where Rashi has already used the name of the words when it shows on some other words. It doesn't have to have every single letter over here of that word as we find in other places. So, Oizbeis, look inside. The Hine, Yesh Mefarshim, there are those that explain that the reason that has been specified in the Posit, Hashem is my affliction, my pain, that is not sufficient. Because the Pasik only gives you an explanation for a part of the name of Ruven. The words Ru'u in the word Ruven is explained but the word Ben in the word Ruven is not explained. So that's why the, our teachers come up with another reason. That she says Ru'u ma Bain bni le ben chami. So the word bain has to do my son. That is hinted in the full name because she says, first of all, ru, that's the first part of ru, and then bain is bni le ben chami. But Rashi's explanation, commentary, we can't say so. Key. Because in addition to the fact if this was the what pushed, what forced Rashi to bring another reason on the ruin that says in the Pasuk because he's missing the word Rashi should have explained this Rashi should have said that from the Pasuk it's not enough because we're still stuck with the word Bain and I want to uh, tell you how it's totally going to fit. That's why I'm bringing in another medrash. But this, besides that, is the simple level. It's not a uh, problem to begin with. Because we're, we can possibly say that say there's a word Ben in the name of Ruben. So they're hinting. Leha Rashem B and the Nun Bahanun, the base and the Nun and the Ben to the base and Nun shall Ba'onyi. Ba'onyi has a base and a Nun. And the word Bain in the name Ruvain, the word base Nun is the Ba'onyi, the base Nun. I that there is no Ayin over there. Ba'afsha Bashem Ruvain ain't boy ha Ayin, Bahayud. Shebaonyi, Baonyi has the in addition to the base and nun has an ayin and a yud, and also vegam nikud habeiz. Over there, beonyi is different 
who be'ayfanachar it's with a shiva, be'onyi is with a shiva, and bain is with a tzere. So, how could we say that this bain is really of the banyi? But that's not a problem because harikvar lamadnu we've already learned similar to this elsewhere in Rashi over there Rashi for example says that so the word shom or another Rashi says shom mayim or Rashi says eish umayim in all of these three afsha alef shel so vishel eish so the word so and the eish, they're not, so has a, an olive in it, but it's not in the word shamayim. And also the eish um, has also an olive in the word. Less of a table shamayim. And I guess in the Rosh uh, of shamayim, it's not such a problem because there is a mem, it's a double mem over here. But the fact is that the word Shemayim is hinting also to Eish and Mayim and also to Somayim, missing an Aleph of the So and the Eish and in, not in the word Shemayim. Begam Nikudashin Shel Shemayim Ubeiv Machar Over the Shemayim is with a Kometz and uh, the Eish or the uh, of the word uh, Eish, but that, but the by so the comet fits over there. But in any event, who by So we see that in order to hint to a word doesn't mean that that whole word has to be in that in that in that word. But it's sufficient. The word in the letter, the word shin, shabishamayim, two meaning so and eish. Especially that the letter, the shin, is what's more felt. When you say the word shomayim, you hear the shin. So therefore the ash and so can be hinted even though there's no aleph and there's over there. So but the same thing is understood in the words which is the bane in the word Ruvain, you mainly feel the word the word bane, Ruvain. And that would be And that's why we don't care so much. It doesn't bother us of the rest of the letters. So then our question goes back to its place. Why do we need Rashi's Pirush over here? The bottom line is, we can't say that there is a problem in the Posik that the Reuven, that the Posik says, the Roh Hashem Ba'onyi isn't hinted enough in the word Reuven and we need additional Pirushim because Reuven is sufficiently telling us why would Rashi need another pshat? This is what the Rebbe's question is here. Also in the Oris, the Rebbe points to other reasons, that possible reason that Rashi might need the other pshat, and the Rebbe remains that 
we still have an issue over here, and we'll have to come on to the explanation as the Rebbe will explain that this Pirush is not a different Pirush uh, because the word Ruvain isn't enough to tell us what the Pasik says, Kirash and Bani, but rather to explain the Hemshech of the Pasik that now because Hashem Bani, Yehavani Ishi, uh, how this fits in, it's only with the Rashi's interpretation. But now in Ois Gimel, the Rebbe is going to ask some details in the Rashi itself. And why does uh, Rashi need to choose when he wants to say the the differences between Reuven and Esau? He chooses these uh, this particular... Uh, aspects that Rashi says and that he did not I uh, wanted to save him which are all connected to negative stories why doesn't she just say look at the difference, my son didn't want to steal it says by Dudoim, Rashi brings out that he went, he didn't want to take Munah Gezla and Asa was a Gazla and also the Rebbe will show that Rashi says a little bit different than Gemara in the language the way Rashi talks about what the advantage of Reuven over Esau is different than what it says in the Gemara. And this will all lead the Rebbe uh, to the interpretation what Rashi really means. Let's go inside. Gimel. Gam Tzarech Lohovim also need to understand Aleph. Bahatam, what is the reason that she says why is Reuven better than Esau is Al Shem Shomro Ruben Bni Chulu. So look at the difference. So she has to find the distinction. Ruben, Ruben Bni. There's something different between my son and Esau. So what does she find? How come does Rashi explain the meaning in the Pesach? And he brings down, as they say over there, in what was the distinction. That the difference between my son Reuven and the son of my father and Esau. That this one, Ben Chami Rashi says, he sold the firstborn rights. That's Esau sold it to Yaakov. And Reuven did not sell it to Yosef. And then it says, and then he didn't complain about it. And not only didn't he complain about it, but he tried to save him from the pit. So why does Rashi choose this? Because number one, Aleph, the problem is, we're talking about we're talking about a happening that's going to take place many, many years. And therefore, it's a we're talking about a distance, something which is a prophecy that she had that is going to be a much later, uh, at a much later time, which happened eventually, and also three, that is, and that relates to a, an embarrassment of Ruben, which is, Nitilas we know that Ruben has been taken away, that it was taken away. The Bukhira, Yaakov took away the Bukhira from Ruven, Avur Chetoy. 
because of his sin. So we're talking about the Bechayra that he lost, which knows, which reminds us that Reuven has done a sin that he lost it. And then we're also talking about Veirodas Yosef Lebeir, and when he wanted to save him, that means that Yosef went down to the pit, that is the brother selling him. Why do we need to bring up all these negative things? But why we couldn't explain this? What is the praise of my son? Something which is not associated with anything negative, and something which is going to happen very soon. If you want to see the difference between my son and my father-in-law's son, and Esau, between Reuben and Esau, he robbed and he, he took away things from the people, but my son, he did not stretch his hand in theft, why does the Pesach say, that it was Hefker, because he didn't steal, so why does Rashi have to bring in negative stories, and that long time later, if Rashi wants to say the difference between her son, just a regular difference between her son and between her son and and Esau. So basically, we did not have to find an incident which is a long way away and something which speaks of the negativity of Ruvain and the Shvatim. Could have said something very simple, very close about the fact that Ruven did not uh, steal, and uh, Ben Chomi Esav was a thief. And this all the Rebbe is going to use because it's going to explain that we wanted to find something that relates to the fact that he is a bechayir ke'ata yevani ishi, as the Rebbe will explain soon. But before that, the Rebbe asked a second question that actually in the Rashi, uh, quoting from the Gemara, Rashi says it different than the Gemara. In Rashi, the Maila for Ruvain over Esau was that Esau sold his Bechayra, and Reuven didn't sell his Bechayra. That's what Rashi says. But in the Gemara, it seems that the Maila for Reuven over Esau is that Esau wanted to kill Vayistoim. He wanted to kill Yaakov. And Reuven saved Yaakov. Uh, saved Yosef. So, why does Rashi change it? Base. Gambi Perushal Rashi Gufa in the movement also in Rashi's Pirush itself, it's not understood. Rashi's contents explanation is different than the Gemara. In the Gemara, we find the Ilu ben Chomi. But what happened with the son of my father in law, which is Esav? Even though that it was willingly that he sold the Bechayra. Dixiv Echulu, as it says, Vayim Koyra, the apostle brings down that Esau sold Yaakov the Bechayra. Chazu, Makosim Esau, see, what does the apostle say, even though that he agreed to sell it? Vayistoim Esau is Yaakov, that Yaakov condemned, that Esau condemned Yaakov to death, he wanted to kill him. Or he said, Be'akveni Zepa Amayim, he was complaining to Yitzchak that he tricked me twice. 
But my son, the Gemara continues there. Even though it was against his will that Yosef took the Bechayra from him, as the Pasik says, he takes it away from Yaakov. Yet he did not jealous, deceive, as it says, and he took him out of the uh, pit, etc. So, what does this mean according to the Gemara? What's the difference between Esau and Reuven? So, what's the difference between Esau and Reuven? Esau's son is Yaakov. Esau hated Yaakov because of the firstborn that has been passed along to Yaakov. Even though that it was done consensually, he agreed to it, uh, Esau. And Reuven lacked to Yosef. And on the other hand, Reuven wasn't jealous of Yosef. And that was taken away, but still, he lived with it and he saved him. So that is the advantage of Reuven over Esau, according to the Gemara. But according to Rashi, the difference between Reuven and Esau, who we're not talking about as it relates to the jealousy, the hatred, the hadorn, or the lack of it, that because of the Bechayra, the hater not Ki'im, but the Gei Lugufa Over here, the issue is about the sale itself. That's the only thing Rashi talks about when he mentions the Ben Chami Rubain that he sold it. That Esau sold the Bechayra. What is the advantage of Ruvain to this, to the Hubazesh Lemachra Bechayra, is the fact that he didn't sell the Bechayra. This is an item that has not been mentioned at all in the Gemara as an advantage of Ruvain. So, now, in the Ois Gimel, the Rebbe also says it seems to be not symmetrical, not balanced over here. When it talks about Esau, we talk about one thing, that he sold. And we talk about Yosef, we say he didn't sell. But then we're adding. And he didn't complain about it. And he saved him. Why don't we use them when we talk about Esau? We should say, it would seem to fit, so it should be balanced. We say by Esau, that Esau, not only uh, did he sell it, but then he by Yistof, that he killed. But Rashi doesn't bring that down. Why? Gimel. Rashi, Yosef, Rashi adds... Besides that he didn't sell it, that Rashi added, he didn't complain on him. Not only did he not complain, he seeked, he tried to take him out of the pit. But it would seem, just like it was emphasized with regards to the greatness of his son. That was in the ultimate good. As the posse goes to the three steps, he didn't complain, and he saved him. So when we're trying to say the deficiency, the lacking, the bad, about the son of my father-in-law, about Esau, that Esau did complain about the Bechayra, versus Reuven, who didn't. As the Gemara says that he complained. And then the Gemara Rashur said, El Yaakov, wanted to kill Yaakov. And my son saved, and Reuven saved Yosef. 
So all these questions show pointers that we have to learn Rashi in a different way. But the Rebbe explains in his Dalit, Rabir Bukhozem. So they're explaining all this. The tam, the reason that the Pasik says clear why we call it Ruven, it says, Hashem has saw my pain, my husband will love me now. So that's why she called him Ruven. So we have to understand this. What is the idea? How did she know that Yevani Ichi? How did she know that? Generally, a first son is born, the husband loves him. But here there was another wife. He likes the other wife. And maybe if Reuben isn't going to be such a great person, how does she know that the husband was, is, is, is Yavani Ishi? Maybe he'll grow up to be a, a, a Russian, just like the other firstborn, like uh, Esau, and like Ishmael. So, it's still not clear in the Pesach. Rashi adds another shot. Let's see. So Bechlal, generally speaking, moving B'Pashtus, it's understood. When you talk about having a son that you're loved, we understand that. Why? Because it's the nature of people, that the birth of a son to the wife, arouses in the husband a feelings of closeness and additional love to her. But in our case, it's not so simple. It's not so obvious. It's not chad v'cholok. So much. Why? Number one. This wasn't just that she is saying, my husband loved me. But this is a special case. In this case, she was hated up till this point. Uh, and she's saying that's going to change around. So we're not just saying about having a child, the husband will be a, a, a love of them. Hadgosha, because she's saying, she himself is saying, she's emphasizing, now my husband will love me. Why did she say that? That she was Noah. The Rebbe explains that the Loshim, that they have Gam Mileyo, but doesn't mean Gam, the Rebbe explains the Mephorshim. Basically, he didn't need, she was Noah to him. Leia. Gam after he married for a wife. So now it's all going to change around. Ato now. But the Kane, you're talking to Gam Atok, she yelled to Leia Ben Leyakov, Leishtana, possibly, that now when she gave birth, a son to Yaakov, that's not going to change. Boy, Haregesh, that feeling, At Kidei Kach She Yavani Ishi, that my husband will love me because she gave birth to him. Especially that Rochel, who was the main wife of Yaakov, she is destined to give birth to a son, so we knew that. So, therefore, how is she so sure after Yavani she turned around? She is the first one, she was married first, she has the first son. How does that prove? But number two, we don't know what kind of son it's going to be. How does Leah know that this son is going to go in the good and current and straight way, straight path? 
Only if it's going to be such a son who goes in the right path is going to arouse a feeling of closeness to his mother if he goes the right way. Maybe this first son is not going to be as Yaakov wishes. Especially that when we're talking about this son, there is specifically to worry that the first son of his father Yitzchak, which was Esav, and also the first son, the Rishon, of the grandfather of Avram, which is Yishmael, their conduct was not in a good way. So if this is the son that she's delivering to her husband, to Yaakov, not only is not fitting that this will cause a closeness from his father to his mother, but this can actually cause just the opposite tilting. That's what Rashi explains. Rabbi Seinu Pirshu. The Rashi is our teachers explained. Ru ma ben benile ben chomi. See what's between my son and my father-in-law, son and Esav. Shemochar habchayre liYakov vezel lemochar liYosef. That he sold it to Yaakov and he didn't sell it to Yosef. So what does this mean? This she calls him Ruven for the reason. My pain and gave him a son. Yuvan, we were able to understand that based on this, that Rabbi Seinu Pirshu, what was articulated by our teachers, will understand it. Kilu had it not been for their interpretation. It's not ha, doesn't have to be that now my husband will love thee. They love me. Because just by giving birth a son alone, it's not sufficient to bring about the love of Yaakov to Leia, as I said before. The Pasik itself says. Expound to me. There is an earlier reason for calling him Ruven. There's another reason for calling him Ruven, which now is supplemented when we say That explains the greatness of this song. What is the difference between my son and my father's son between Ruven and Esau? move on, and that's what we understand. Shato Yevani Ishi that my husband will love me. So So now we understand why Rashi chooses to bring down this Bukhoiras thing that he sold. Asaf and Ruvinat. That Rashi quotes from Leah's words as Malosi shall ruven be inyana bukhoira. The advantage of Ruven, as far as Bukhira, what she said in the Medrash, the Pishu Rabbi Seinu, that this one didn't sell it. She doesn't mention the other Mailas. Rabbi said that he wasn't a thief like Esav was. Because this emphasizes his greatness. How it fits and it completes 
to the contents of what Leia is saying in the Pasuk. Hainu, that is, now that she was saying, I am Yahweh's beloved because I've given a firstborn son to Yaakov. That way my husband will love me. And the reason is for this reason, for in this matter itself, this is the advantage of her son. Was the Bechayra. This is my son, the Bechayra. This is my son, the, my firstborn son to Yaakov. Is, his greatness is in the Bechayra. He doesn't sell Bechayra. That means that the Bechayra, to be the first son of Yaakov, this is something which is dear and very precious to him. And therefore, this is something that will make Yaakov love Leah because her son that she gave birth is not just a son, he's a son who cherishes Bechayra. Unlike Esau. Umam Sheikh Rashi Rashi continues, He didn't complain against it, and not only didn't complain, but he wanted to take him out of the pit. So what is Rashi adding with that? This explains, Even though Yaakov loved Rachel, and from her, from Rachel, he wished to give birth to sons. But yet, so since to Leia was born such an elevated son, that although that he was the first son of Yaakov, and this is very precious and very dear to him and Allah so much because. And yet, when Yaakov took away the Bechayra and he gives it to the son of Rachel to Yosef, he did not complain. He was dear to, dear to Yaakov more than all sons. So she's telling him he didn't complain about it. So he's the firstborn, but he will allow for Yaakov to take it away. But now also he wants to take him out of the pit. And because of this great advantage of this son, we have to tell you this a long further prophecy, but this is something which Yaakov. It's very meaningful to Yaakov because he's going to protect that Bukhair son that he wants from Rachel, Yosef. Now she knows that my husband will love me. And that's why she brings down these matters because that's something that mattered to Yaakov. And she was saying he is a son that holds precious the Bukhair. And yet, when Yaakov wants to take it away, he won't complain. And he tries to save Yosef, and therefore Yehavani Ishi. And now we don't need to say the negative about Esau that he wanted to kill, because mostly we want to talk about the advantage of Yosef. 
And this comes out well, that he doesn't go long on details to articulate the great deficiency of my father-in-law's son. Who complained about the first born of Yaakov, and not only that, he wanted to kill him. Since his intent over here is to emphasize the great advantage of my son, to force that my son will love me. We're not here trying to find the opposite traits in the son of my father-in-law of Esau. We're not here to do that. And therefore we're not to go with love. He says, the Pirshu means they explained the loy. Rashi doesn't say Omer Rabbi Seinu. They said Kitzbei. Kein Kavonos Rashi Livshloil Hatam Hamefurish Biakosim. Because Rashi's intention is not to reject the reason that is impossible. I can say another interpretation. Kiim Lefarshei, but Rashi to articulate this helps and explain Lefarish Uletarish to articulate and to answer Hadoyish Bir Betamshe Bekosuf. This that requires explanation in the reason of the posseh. How is it certain that by Reuven's birth, my son, my husband will love me? That's why Rashi brings that our teachers articulated that she said, See the difference between my son and my father-in-law's son? that she has a such a great son and therefore now such a son according to their explanation we know why the husband is going to love her and the specialty was he loved the Bechayre and yet when it was taken away from him he didn't complain about it tried to save him so Yaakov is all set and he will be very happy with a son like Ruben in Eis Hay, in the Yenish Torah, the Rebbe is going to go into explanation, the whole idea of the names, the impact of the names of the father on the Jewish people, the impact of the name of the mother, what the father gives and the mother gives, and the mother is the specific, the details of the uh, avoida and the characteristics of this of the son, in it specifically, and yet, by all the names of the mothers, it only talks about the mothers themselves. Like in this case, it says, Kirosh uh, and Ba'onyi, she's talking about herself. Rashi, therefore, tells us in the very first Summer Ruven, even though in the Pasik it says, Ruven al Rabbi but yet the reason is, Ruba Bibni, that this is something which impacts. And the names, while they reflect what took place with the mothers, is actually talking about the sons themselves, their qualities. Let's look inside. Hey, from the wine of Torah, that's in the Rashi's commentary. We find the difference between the name that was called to the tribes to the names that were called to the forefathers. Which is Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. Who named Avram Yitzchak Yaakov? 
And who named Reuven, Shimon, Levi, and all the 12 tribes? Aleph, number one. The names of the tribes were given by the mothers. As opposed to the name of the forefathers. So, Yitzchak uh, v'Yakov, over there the Pesach, the Rebbe brings down here in the others, by Yitzchak v'Yakov, it says, v'Karosa Shema Yitzchak, by Avram, and uh, Avram actually called him, because Shema Yitzchak, and also the, um, uh, by Avram, there's, uh, there's issues the Rebbe discusses, but the bottom line is, we don't find in the Torah, the names of the uh, Shvatim, uh, the name of the Ovis by the by the mothers. We don't find mothers giving them the names. And number two, Beis, because the pasuk gives you a clear reason by every one of the sons. Uh, by the way, Binyamin is different. It was also other Rebbe discusses about Binyamin separately because he was born in Eretz so he was different. In a, anyway, but besides that. By each one of the tribes, there is a reason why they were called that name. But the names of the father, in the Torah, there is no, uh, that's why he called them. Uh, we do find by Avram, Avamangoyim, differently, but uh, we don't find this reason that we call them this name because of so King Koram. So why? Why is it that the mothers are the one that gave the name of the tribes? And why is it that we find a specific reason? So the Rebbe says because, let's see what is the reason of a name in the first place. The name is connects the, the soul with the body. And the difference between the connection, the soul, the body, there is the father's name, which is the connection, a general connection of the soul and the body. And then there is the particular, the tribe connection, that's the mother's connection. Let's look inside. The Yuvan Zebahagdim Levayar Binyan Hashem will understand this by introducing first to explain what is the name. Yadua, this is known. The name that you call him, that you call some, you call somebody is not just an agreed upon, just a has come about agreed upon, we're gonna call him this name. But rather there is an actual connection to the name, to the item itself. The name does not relate to the soul as it's on its own before it enters the body. Because the soul, before it comes down to the body, it doesn't not called with a name, it doesn't have a name. When the soul comes to vitalize the body, the name ties the soul to the body. And that vitality which extends from the soul and vitalizes the body who nishreshes b'Hashem that is uh, rooted in the name. 
It's brought down from uh, the, the note in the Kutatayra. Omno, be'in yin Hashem gufo, but as far as the name itself, sha'yideh shocha sachai is guf, as far as the name what is through uh, the chayis and the guf, with the name it has, yesh beis bechinas. There's two levels the way the vitality of the soul comes to the body. That is, as it impacts the general connection of the soul with the body, without going into details. Just like we call human. A human being, Odom. The name Odom. So there's a general connection. Now he's an Odom. Not doesn't have his personal name yet. He has the general name. It's general chayis. Beis. Second is commercial babigilu yibabichinas tziur proti. The way it comes revealed in a specific shape, a visualized shape called gufa gufa fiyarkai. Every body and body according to its value, that soul dresses up in that body. Hashem proti shiyash l'kolecha. That would be uh, synonymous with the specific name that each one has. He's an Odom, but then he has his own particular name. So it's explained The level of Ovis always exists at all times by every person. Because we don't call fathers only three. Avram Sarkuyakim are called fathers. The reason they're called father is because their level is always there by everybody. Still quoting from the Torah. Because the level of the father is an inheritance to their children that follow them in every generation, generation. So in every generation, generation, we have a connection. We have Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Avoshar, Bechinus, Umayla, Satzadikim. But the other levels and the advantage of the Sadikim, Kigoyin, Ashvat, Ruven, Shuvim, Levi. Say, for example, the tribes Ruven, Shuvim, Levi. Yesh Lachadam Sheim Beklal Bechinus, Madrego Seilut. There is a person that doesn't have at all the level of these steps. So it could be a tzaddik, that's fine, but it doesn't mean that every person has those levels. That needs to be by every person. They are the root and the source of all Neshama Yisrael. So we all come from Avram and Yaakov, but we don't all come from the tribes, and the tribes level doesn't have to be by everyone. So what's understood from this? What's the difference between the Ovis and the level of the Shvatim? Is the fact um, that we have uh, the Hafrabahud is Loirak Bazar. It's not only the fact, it's not just that we're saying, okay, because not the person from tribe from Levi still has. Avram Tzav Yaakov, but he doesn't have Shimon because he's from Levi. No, it's more than that. It's not only this, that the level of Ovis, shall call Gimel Ovis, all three fathers, exists, it finds itself in each and every one from the Bnei Yisrael, as opposed to the level of the tribes. That is not necessary Absolute necessary that it should be each one. Kim bechinas shevet shloim. Only in his tribe, it's more than that because 
trying to say is, since they're the root and the source of all Neshamas Yisrael, so that means that the level of the Ovis, that it's in each one, is in of his essence, is who he is. That is because I'm a part of the Jewish people. I have my father there. And in that level, that's a general level which all yin are equal. We're all part. Our father is Amrits of Yaakov. But the Shvatim, which means even if you're from that tribe, even if you're from that, even in your own Shevet, that's a level which is already comes distinguished that Bnei Yisrael, that's not your essence. That is a level and an individualized service of each one. That's your essence, who you are, as a whole part of the Jewish people, and your tribe is your specific, detailed avoidance. So based on this we can say, the difference between the names of the fathers and the names of the tribes that we said before that they were given not through their mothers by the others, Masenk in the tribes and also there is no reason over there by the others the names of the others those are the general uh, it comes down by each year, by each year, a general drawing down, a general level. The name of the tribes, those are Amshochet that comes in a individualized shape. Uh, fitting to the essence, the specific. Identity of each one. And since this name, what their aspect is, is is to dividing of the samshocha into the individualized shapes, details. That's why there is an open reason. As he said before in the second point, by the tribes there is an open reason which is fitting for his step and his service. So that's why there's a reason. Because it's an individualized, it's a specific, it's a particular. That's also the reason why the tribes' names or they were named by their mothers, you do, know the difference between the father and the mother, as it connects, as it relates to the birth of the son, 
שעצם מציאס הבן ומטיפוס אב, the essence of the existence of the son comes from the seed of the father. But his galusa, his revelation, his chalkos, and dividing up the tzir shal prote ivorim in the shape of detailed limbs, that comes about through the nine months that the fetus stays in the mother's womb, the mother's stomach. And similar to this way, the way they're conceived, there's also the difference after they're born. The tie, the connection, the inner connection of Adam from the son, he adds me. It's an essential connection, Yosef. A more is essence connection, father and son. But in a revealed way, But what is revealed, what is felt more, is the connection, the tie, and the closeness from the mother to her son. The that's why the father and the mother are called like Chochmo Bino. Aveim Shalamidis. They're like the father and the mother of the Midas. Ki Chochmo Inikutas Hasechel. Chochmo, that's the point of the idea. Bechinas Ha'av Shalamidis. That's the father of the Midas. Ubino, the articulation of the Chochmo, he has soga. That's the grasping, the understanding. Shaboba Protim, that comes in details. Va'aim Shalamidis. That's the Mother of the Midas. Similar to this, also understood over here as far as the tribe goes. That the separation of the tribes to various details, simply, that comes from the mother. They are the ones that impact the difference in each one. That's why it was the mothers that called their names. They were the ones that divided them to different levels. They are the ones that called the name because the mother is the one that gives about the details. So basically, the idea of the name The relationship between um, and and the name, which is the highest, there is the highest way it comes from the father. That's an essence highest. That's the obvious. And then you have the uh, highest, the shame, the the specific, and the father and the mother are the ones that the father gives the. The, 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 the main, that's the chokhmah, the nekuda, and then the gilui, the articulation, that comes from the mother. So the naming of the tribes took place through the mothers because they gave this specific, whereas the fathers, they are the general belonging. However, we're still missing the part that this old posik says the names about the mothers. Uh, it's all about the mother, not about the tribes. So that's why Rashi says over here in the beginning, this Yenishal Torah, no, it's actually about Ruvain, Ruvain, 
Amen. 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 But we still need to understand. The reason for the name, as they are explained in the parsha, they don't really point to the connection of these names to the level and the service of the Shvatim which were called with this name. This really talks about the connection to their mother, Shekoru Shemzeh. They called this name because of them. Talk about about themselves. my That's what Rashi explains. The first name, Ruvain. From the first name of Ruvain. We can learn for all the Shvatim. Pib Shurabi Seinu, our teachers articulated, Amru Ruma Ben Bni, the Ben Chomid, that also in the name Ruven is hinted the Maile of the Bni. See my son, I knew, Shashaykh Zilay Raklaim, that the connection is not just to the mother, Kimu Biikir, but are and mainly, but rather and mainly, La Bena, Nikrubishem Zem, Mitzad Bichinosu, Vavidosu. To the son that is called with his name because of his level and of his service. And that's what the message of the Yenishal Torah is that while the Posik Taket talks about how it relates to the mother, but yet in the, each name is hinted, and we also have the name as it retains to the Aveda of that particular person. The Rebbe connects now to the Teskislev of the um, of this parshim. now, based on the above, yes, Efsher, we can give a hint in a, in a possible way. Hashaychas the parshim by connection of the parshim by the Teskislev to the ninth day of Kislev Yoim Hayledes Yoim Hayilula the birthday and the passing on Teskistav Shachak Admurahem Tsoi, the Mittler Rebbe, Shachal Kamapomim Bishvu the Parshas Vayetze, that comes out many times in the week of Parshas Vayetze, or Yalkov Ponim Vayomim Asmuchim the Shabbos Parshas Vayetze, or minimally it comes, or at least it comes with days that are close to the portion of Vayetze, Kibishon Azuaz this year, Umizborchim Mishabbos Parshas Vayetze, and they are blessed from the Parsha of Yetzir. In that year that the Rebbe gave the Sicha, the Taskislav was after Shabbos and it was blessed by the Shabbos Parsha of Yetzir. Key. So what's the connection? It's been articulated the difference between the Alta Rebbe and the Mittler Rebbe. Admur Hazokin who Inyan Svides The Alta Rebbe is like the Sphere of Chokhmah, Shubichinas Nekuda, which is a level of a point. Ba'adur Haim Tsoyi, the Mitla Rebbe, who's Sphere Sabina. He is the Sphere of Bina. Ba'ainu, that is, Kemoisha Hagilui Bo, Bebchinas Protius, Bispashtu, is as the revelation comes in details and in expansion. Okiyudu, as it's known, shall Yodei, that through the Mitla Rebbe, Bo, Teresa Chasidus, or the Gilui Rav. The teaching of Chasidus came to a very Revealed 
and in a way it expanded and it was widened. It's the widening of the river, like when the river expands of Bino. That's the Altarebbe's uh, specialty. That is similar to calling the names of the tribes, which is the Bino part, the Bino part. The specifics, the details, the shvotim, not their bnei Yisrael, but their specific. And because of the widening of bina, nase shevet becomes a shevet with the shvotim come, from, which is shevet loshnam shocha. So from the round comes shocha nimshecha gilui kam lomato. That that extends the revelation because it expands. That it goes down even below. This was the wishes and the will of the Mitla Rebbe. And as it's known, his expression, his saying, his euphorism, that his wishes are. When you have two young people meeting up together, they should discuss. In the matter of Arich and Atik, in matters of Keser, which is the concept of spreading the wellsprings to the outside. And through this, we merit that the Master will come, which is the Master, this is the King Mashiach, very soon, and this is Mesichas, which is based on the Mimer of the Mitla Rebbe we were just discussing. And this is in Shabbos Parsha and Shabbos Parsha Vayetze, Tes Kislev, in Tovshin Lamed Base.